Victor Lucas is a prolific producer and host of the long-standing and critically acclaimed Electric Playground series. For folks like me who have been following the video game and popular culture industries since the 90s, Victor Lucas is a voice and a face that is tethered to everything cool. And he's an icon in an industry that I'm lucky enough to find myself a small part of. I've been watching and listening to Vic share his love of entertainment for a long time, and I actually had the privilege to meet him and some of his motley crew at my very first E3. But funny story, our paths actually crossed much earlier than that when I was able to watch him film a segment of Electric Playground during my one and only trip to the Tokyo Game Show back in 2006. Yep, that's me. Somehow... Somehow that's me. And here's Vic looking exactly the same as he always has. He's somehow captured the secret of eternal youth, probably because he lives an incredibly charmed life and has the best career on planet Earth. Either way, since that fantastic meetup at E3, we've connected and worked together on some fun projects, both on the Megadad side, but also on the Electric Playground side as well. It is immeasurably meaningful to be able to say that Victor Lucas is a friend and a colleague during my journey here at Megadads. And it means a lot that he took the time to talk with me today. So please welcome to the spotlight, Victor Lucas from the Electric Playground. How are you doing? Great. How are you? I'm doing well, my friend. Good to see you. Good to be chatting. We haven't talked in a while. I know. I know. <laughs> we send various videos back and forth every right? once in a while. <laughs> DMs living living a life through the internet. How how is everybody? You all safe and and healthy mm-hmm. through all this? Yeah, yeah. We uh, as a family, we haven't got it. Uh, got COVID this whole time, and uh, so we've been pretty safe. Um, uh, maybe a little obsessively so, but uh, yeah, um, we're all okay. We've done a couple of trips. We're going away to the Vancouver Island at the end of the month, and and uh, we went to Disneyland earlier this month or uh, earlier this year. So we, we kind of just try to thread in between the uh, uh, the surges, it feels <laughs> sure, like. Sure. Yeah. Wow. How about yeah, you guys? I mean, yeah, well, we've, we've been good. My wife got it. Uh, it was pretty mild. She works in childcare. So we uh, were actually quite surprised that she didn't get it sooner because um, she's worked consistently through the whole, through the whole thing. Totally. Um, no work from home or anything for her. So uh she finally got it a few months ago. It was pretty mild. Neither of the kids. I didn't get it. Um, so wow, that's incredible. Yeah, vaccines we're, work, <laughs> right? Vaccines, yeah. and my youngest finally is starting hers. She's four, so she's like just able to start getting it. My son um, just turned eight. He got his first booster, so we're uh, yeah, we're going good. That's great, man. My first question is, do you feel guilty coming into this interview with a head of hair looking like that? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 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 I I am grateful that I still have hair and uh, (laughs) I just got it cut. So it's a little shorter than I wanted. But uh, uh, no, I don't feel guilty. I feel uh, grateful. (laughs) Nor nor should you. I I remember I watched you. You were streaming when Sifu came out. And I remember making the comment during your stream like, are you playing this game in God mode? Because you haven't aged in like twenty years. <laughs> is is that is that just good living or or you know I, I I feel like you are a person who 
whenever I watch your content over the years, um, yep. you are a very grounded, positive, and just like forward and uplifting kind of person. Like even when you're doing a review of a movie or a game that you think sucks, somehow you yep. manage to spin that into sounding positive and uplifting. And I, I can't help but think that that is got to contribute to your to your well-being your men you take care of your mental health don't you I, I i do and i think i credit acting school for a lot of that and and um comic books when i was a kid i mean I, I reached out to a lot of things that um i know made me feel better about me and better about my mental state um i have breakdowns all the time though i mean i'm just like everybody else you know i'll be in the middle of a shoot and i'll just be screaming profanities because I can't get my my uh, you know my words together because I don't really script stuff I just sort of press the play uh, record on the camera and just go and uh, yeah I get angry for sure and and uh, but I also know that that isn't the way to live your life it's not like and I take stock of it and I pay attention to it and and uh, um, I do what I can to kind of find my way back and and you know, with regards to ever getting angry about the stuff that I cover, I, I mean, I learned long ago that um, it, 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 no one's out there working their ass off to make terrible things. You know, these right. are human beings behind all of this stuff. And that's the privilege that Electric Playground has always provided me is this access to this, th these creative people and these risk takers. And um, I have great empathy for them because, I, you know, I risk a lot to try to create a TV show about video games, you know, and... Mm -hmm. I, I know how hard it is to to dream and and to chase those dreams and I, what a crappy world this would be if we didn't you know and if, right. if people didn't take those risks um so that comes in to every discussion that i have for sure um i'm not a binary person with regards to uh, you, you know my thoughts and and feelings about anything really um i like to kind of take in as much data as i can and, and try to get in the headspace of where this stuff is, you know, coming from. And um, yeah, I mean, sometimes it pisses me off that I'm stuck in a game that I'm, I'm not enjoying and I've got to play it. I've been playing, uh, you know, I'm not pissed off by it, but I've been playing that um, Fire Emblems, uh, Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes, which fuses Dragon Warrior, uh, the Dragon Warriors and Samurai Warriors games with the Fire Emblem games. And I just feel like that, that is just not a match made in heaven. They're, they're completely <laughs> different ideas. And I know they're successful. I think this is the second of the Fire Emblem Warriors games, but it just feels so incongruous to me and messy because that's not what I know about Fire Emblem. Um, so I'm playing it. I'm trying to go. I'm trying to put like 10 hours into it, but sometimes like they take a long <laughs> time before they really kind of show you their worth and their value. Yeah. I feel like the last couple of years and maybe this is covid and you know just being stuck everybody's just stuck inside stuck with their thoughts stuck with self-evaluation but i feel like these last couple of years i have really kind of catered what kind of vibes i let into my life and i've right. changed i've changed a lot of what i watch i've changed a lot of what i listen to um right. and just I've realized that tweaking that and adapting to voices that you know are you know are true like yours you know you 
you give us a truth of whether you like a thing or don't like a thing, but there are yeah. so many hot takes and there are so many people that thrive on like poking that nerve, you know, and yep. it just, it just wasn't working for me. And I feel like I've changed what I take in and it's also kind of changed what I put out as well. Like, I've, I've leveled out, I think quite a bit. And I think I used to be known for that guy that had a spicy take on a thing that he did or didn't like. And yeah. I wasn't getting enjoyment out of projecting that. And I wasn't getting enjoyment out of hearing that from others. There's a performative aspect to it that can be a little bit um, addictive and enjoyable. And mm -hmm. the other truth of it is, is that it's, uh, it's a lucrative business to be an angry person, you know, and to mm -hmm. just like, look at, it's caught up to Alex Jones, but look at that <laughs> complete waste of skin, you know, that, that, <laughs> that human filth that, that right. exists on our planet that just has made uh, this career for himself being a, a complete asshole and a liar. Mm -hmm. And uh, and he's being, you know, finally um, justice is starting to get served on that dick. Um, but it's an incredibly lucrative business to just go out there and yell and rant and rave. And there's too many angry uh, YouTubers out there. And um, yeah. yeah, it's exhausting. You know, it's exhausting. It's it's OK, though, to let the steam out and it's OK to express your frustrations and it's OK to um have dissenting opinion you know and that's one of the things that i always marvel and, and respect about mega dads is that it's not just you it's a bunch of different voices it's something that i've been you know fortunate enough to have on ep over the years and uh it it's okay that that uh people do get upset about creative choices and they express themselves but i think it should always be expressed with a a modicum of respect and or uh, uh, an insider's perspective you know as opposed to just being a soapbox you know bullhorn negative spewing not right. uh, another voice in the overly populated voices on youtube and twitter now yeah and so many people like that is the hook if that's the hook then mm -hmm. it, you know it's artificial because Nobody's yeah. pissed off that much of the time. Well, it's they're not, just video games and right. it's just entertainment. And there are real things happening on Earth with right. real repercussions and, and uh, real calamities that probably deserve that anger and energy more than video games. At the end of the day, there is so much to take in in the yeah. world. And especially now more than ever, there's so much to take in that I've I've tried to still project who I am as a person in the things that I do, but right. do it in, do it in a way that isn't quite dialed up quite as much. So I don't want to shy away from who I am, but yeah. I also, but I also don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to be the guy on, on the soapbox either. That's not my well, we have to. We, we always have to remember too, like as much money as these individual angry voices are making, it's the corporations that own these platforms that are making even more money. And it really, it, you know, um, it's it's great for them to have all of these, you know, people that are just spousing all of this vitriol and hatred and um, anger. It's just good business, right? And that isn't new. That's been the case since news media was first, you know, put into the world. You know, the, this right. this kind of. Uh, um, we like to to get caught up in the hysteria and the drama as human beings. We like our stories to be big, right? And 
news has been able to um, take advantage of that in various ways. And now it's social media that takes advantage of that. So I, I think we have to remember that it is a business decision to put these people front and center in top in term in, in all of this controversy. And I think what social media has done is that we've all taken it on as um, individual platforming so that we can go out there and just, you know, yell out our viewpoints and our politics and our, our passions. Um, sometimes it's great and sometimes it can go really, really wrong. But I think if you remove that apparatus and you just put people together, they're, they're pretty cool. You know, most people are pretty cool. And I, I think what's different now is, is uh, we have all of these, these platforms to just carry around all of this rage. And, and I've never been a guy that's ever been, um, I, 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 you know, I am pretty optimistic. I've never been a person that's been sort of pessimistic about humanity and, and about the choices that people are making. But this last six years has really, and you know, and it's been really concentrated over the pandemic has been really eye-opening and yeah. it's hard not to carry around that that um uh disgust and and uh a little bit of that depression that you see that some people just can't get they, they just can't look beyond themselves they can't care about other people um but i think once we meet people in the real world they're not like that you know like they have this this twitter platform to uh pick a side on and we're all guilty of it, you know, mm -hmm. whether we're virtuous or we, we you know, we're, we're trying to come at this from the, the, the place of trying to, you know, take care and, and, and have concern for as many people, or we're just trying to shut out a population or a portion of the population because of our particular religious or political views or whatever. Um, so that's why it like this crescendo is unbelievable. Like we, we are in such a weird state in the world where there's just so much divisiveness, but I don't know if that exists in reality. You know, right. you move the screens away, you get these people together. I don't think they're going to fight as much as we're all fighting online. I see that you have been getting out into the world more and more yourself. Uh, you're going yep. to the movies again. You're reviewing on the yes. run again. I saw yep. you with our mutual friend, Scott Jones. Yeah, uh, I I got to say that that for me, for me, a guy that's been watching you for as long as I have, that that was a moment. Like I was sitting at work and I saw that alert come up and I was like, holy crap. <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, I don't know if you guys are planning on doing more stuff together, but I love seeing you getting out into the world again. Is that, has that been a, a real treat? Oh, I, I miss it so much. Yeah. I've started to, to shoot kind of EP features outside and uh, people have really responded to that. You know, that's, that's the, the history of our show was we we always have had a studio space and this has been my studio space for the last two years or right. two and a half years um but we always got outside you know i'd visit studios or the team would visit studios we'd be shooting reviews on the run. i mean that's the the concept of reviews on the that that's how we did it we were in different places all the time and so yeah it's felt weird to be it's way easier to make as much content as I've been making over the last little while, just having this setup, but it's way more fun to take that extra initiative and get out there and, and uh, get these different angles and work with incredible people like Scott. Um, and yes, we are talking about doing more for sure. I, I, uh, I just, I'm not a person that can just ask favors of people over and over and over again, though, you know, they need to, right. 
they need to they need to get paid for their contributions. I've been an employer uh, for most of the time that I've been able to work on Electric Playground, and um, uh, I want to get back to that. So in order to do that, I've got to I've got to figure out where that that money is going to come from. You know, where that support is going to come from. But I want to be able to work with Scott all the time, and and uh, maybe a few other people as well. So stay are, tuned. Are there plans? I, there always are plans, and I'm yeah. always, uh, you know, connecting with people. But it, you know, media is a very different time right now. You know, like I mean, everybody had been asking me about G4 and whether Electric Playground was going to partner with G4, and we, of course, we had been talking. Um, but it's just a different time, you know. I think if G4 had everything that they wanted for their network, then of course we would be working with them in some capacity. Um, but they're still in build mode, you know. And, right. and you, you, when you look at the Guardian and the New York Times, and their their pop ups are like, "Thanks, you get three more free articles, and please subscribe." <laughs> or would you consider supporting our journalism? And that's every outlet, every mm -hmm. scale, every size, and uh, it's just a, it's a very interesting, unique space right now. You know, um, is it, it kind of nice not to have to deal with the bullshit? You know, uh, well, I, you know, dude, I've I've been so fortunate in my my job in my in my life at, with Electric Playground. I, I have just been given a lot of trust um, from sponsors and from broadcasters and from viewers. Um, I I didn't make this up. Like to think of, I I wanted to create a business with Electric Playground, but it was it was a full on extension of my heart. You know, like I really wanted to pursue something that I knew I I really would care. For. And I do, and I still do. I wake up every day, you know. I, I talk to incredibly talented, imaginative, risk-taking people all the time, and I review all of this incredible stuff. And I go on uh, trips to go and and meet with people and get access to different media that gets made. And and uh, it's such a great privilege, you know. But I never, I never conceived of this as just like some way to cash in, you know. Like, and I think that's. That's what people have seen in me and and with Electric Playground all the way, you know. So we've always had great support and great trust, and people have just left the editorial kind of management and direction to me. And then I, I did the same with the people that I worked with. I, I would say to them, like, I don't, I don't. There's no t line to toe here. You come in with you. We want to know who you are and get your perspective. And that's what's most important in your interviews and in your reviews. Bring you, and um, and that's what we did, you know. So, uh, yeah, people have people have just uh, let me make this up as I go, and and uh, it, it it's felt incredible. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a charmed life, huh? Yeah, it really has been. Yeah, the the only thing is that it, you know, like any business owner and like anybody that's got a dream. The and I certainly think about this. My, my daughter's ten now, and so I'd certainly think about the amount of time that I spend obsessing over what I create and what I build, and how long I edit and how long I shoot. And I'm always kind of weighing it against. Well, what else could I be doing? I could be going yep. out for a walk with my kid, and I, you know, I'm I'm trying, Adam. I'm trying to spend <laughs> as much time as I can, uh, you know, outside and away from these screens with my family and also make a bunch of content. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, if there's any kind of pressure on me, some days it's like a real like 
man, I don't want to sit here and edit all day. I want to go and, and uh, you know, go to the beach with my kid, you know. But you know what? That's every life. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's every job. And, um, you know, woe is me. I'm, I, my work <laughs> is I get to talk about video games, you know, I, so I can't I've, really complain. Yeah, I've recently, um, about a month ago, I've started, this may sound at first blush extremely pathetic, but I've started scheduling my time outside of work. Yeah. And there's there's so much that I do here for this. And then obviously as a husband and a father, you have so many other things that you need to make time for that I've started like scheduling all of my quote unquote free time. And yeah. I give myself days off. So it's not yeah. like, oh crap, I have to do X, Y, and Z. I got to run downstairs yeah. to the office real quick. And no, I, I'm starting to allot myself time so that um, like right now the kids are at daycare with my wife. I will be done with this and plenty of time for them to come home. And then we have the rest of the night together. But also I'm That's starting right. to involve my family more in what I do here. Uh, I've reviewed, I think, three or four games with Elliot, my son, this year. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. reviewed the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles together as an entire family. So my That's wife, amazing. my son, and my daughter, we played the whole game together, co-op, and then we filmed the review together. I, the worlds are colliding this year more than ever, and I, I get a tremendous amount of uh, enjoyment from that. My son is a huge um, fan of video games. Uh, he's how better than- your, How old is Elliot now? He's eight. He was great in the Rocket and Ray Guns, by the way. He was amazing. <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> he, he, loved, he loved doing that. Uh, he's eight now, and he's better at a lot of these games than I am. He played through most of Horizon Forbidden West on his own. Yeah. And to the point where I was like, Elliot, you have to wait for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to see this, too. Um, but it's great. It's, he, he's, he's so much fun, and he, I see so much of myself in him. Uh, especially yeah. the older that he gets, it's just it's fantastic. Do you do you uh, play a lot with Ruby? Do you guys yeah, have that we together? Do. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And, and uh, yeah, we we play as a family like Mario Kart and Doctor Mario and stuff, which is amazing. And my wife crushes us in Doctor Mario, and it's it's <laughs> any all bets are off in in Mario Kart now, which is incredible. It could be any one of us that wins a Grand Prix, which is really surreal you know uh, yep. but ruby also has her very own particular tastes and set of skills just like uh, liam yeah. neeson she uh <laughs> loves to like do creative work in video games so she loves minecraft and designing things she loves the happy uh homemaker or dlc for mm -hmm. um animal, animal crossing. crossing yeah yeah she completely consumed that she loves building characters and uh, environments so roblox is a big thing socially for her but i think that creative spark is there too she actually just launched her own youtube channel which no is way cool. yeah so she she's done three videos so far and we're not i'm not really ready to kind of promote it yet right but, uh, right she she's uh she's posted up her own videos and run her own little let's play commentaries and and uh, she's a natural she's a chip off yeah. the old block and she, you know, I've had her in some of my reviews, like Yoshi's Crafted World, and I think we did Sonic the Hedgehog, the film, a few other things. Just her voice. We haven't put her in front of the camera yet. Uh, and she, she's just been, I, I'm, dude, I, you're a parent, you know? It's just breathtaking and amazing and, and unbelievable. And um, it's the greatest gift, you know? It, it's just so profound to 
watch your kid just kind of consume the world and and repurpose ideas and come up with their own direction and their own intention and um I'm watching that all with my daughter as she's now a preteen, you know. She she and a, a blink ago she was a toddler. Right. It's uh uh yeah, it's surreal. Yeah, that's, definitely that's... always aware of that ticking clock. Uh, yeah. but I, I, I and I also am not pushing stuff on her you know like mm -hmm. we we read ready player one together um and we've been reading the hobbit and stuff but she's con just loves harry potter she can't wait for that new harry potter game um but i don't like throw all of the classic things that i know about video games and sort of say look you got to play this she, she will play streets of rage four with me she loves that game <laughs> she's not interested in the turtles i keep offering really? the turtles to play yeah she just doesn't want to play it so um but that's okay you know let mm -hmm. her have her own path throughout all, through all of this stuff and it it's uh it's really amazing to to see you know echoes and ripples of things that mattered to us when we were younger like we showed yeah. her back to the future and honey i shrunk the kids which were great films back in the 80s when we we first experienced them but she got great pleasure from those and home alone she loved as well you know and and um it's back to the future holds up man back to the future holds up my kids love it seminal <laughs> yeah incredible yeah i really appreciate uh you talking to me i it's always it's always so enjoyable you're such a treat to talk to and we don't get to do it enough <laughs> I'm so proud of Mega Dads and everything that you guys are doing. The team keeps expanding. The ideas and the projects keep coming. Um, you, you guys have always impressed me, and we need your passion and your positivity and uh, your. I think the the incredible way that you reach out into the community is just such a gift to this medium. And uh, I'm grateful every time that you guys ask me to come on board and do anything with you and. I love when you guys participate in the stuff that we do at EP. Um, very thrilled to be here, and thank you for inviting me. But most importantly, congratulations on a hundred episodes. It's a big deal, and uh, I hope you guys are celebrating like you should be. There's, there's going to be a cake. There's going to be a cake. <laughs> there's going right to be a on. cake. I might have to make it, and it might taste horrible, but there will be a cake, and I'll send you a photo of it. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awesome.